This is the Personal Finance Show. I'm Bo Humphreys, and this is The Personal Finance Show. Did you know that it can cost $30,000 to hire someone in the tech industry? Let's say you have a company and you want to hire a data scientist or a mobile developer. Maybe you'll pay them $100,000 salary. Tech recruitment companies could charge you 30% of that first year salary to find you the right person. Why would you pay this much to hire someone? Well, hiring is complicated. You want to find the right person, but you might not have the network or the resources to do that. You don't want to waste your time and end up having to settle for whoever's available. So that's why recruiters exist. They're specialists. Plus, the best people are going to go to the Googles and Microsofts of the world, and if you're a small company, they may not even know you exist. But there's got to be a better way than spending $30,000 to hire someone, right? That's what Brian Daly thought when he started his new company, SmartRefer, which is the first open-source employee referral platform to leverage blockchain technology. Brian didn't start out in the recruiting business or the tech business, but he always had this philosophy of keeping his options open and constantly building skills and relationships. Let's hear Brian's personal finance story and how his personal philosophy has led him to where he is today. Earliest memory, so I had uh, gone to Jamaica. My family's from Jamaica. Okay. We, uh, I was five, and we flew there, and I was obsessed. I wanted a Game Boy. Okay, yeah. Back in Canada. Yeah. That was like the thing. Yeah. Everybody wanted one of those, but in Canada, back in the at that point a Game Boy was I don't know maybe like 80 bucks or something like that okay so went to Jamaica and my grandmother said oh you know go down the street and pick up a box of patties for us and she gave me $500 Jamaican okay which but me was being how a, much of that which, which is like $3 oh okay, okay yeah. right? but me being a kid I see 500 I know You're the like, Game Boy's 80 what right so I'm like okay instead of <laughs> going to get the patties I'm going to the electronics store and buy me a Game Boy so okay. run to the electronics store Put that $500 down, and I'm like, all right, get me a Game Boy, man. And he's like, yeah, that'll be 100000 yeah, Here's the picture of a Game Boy <laughs> yeah, for you. That, exactly. Just because you're, you're, you're a kid, and then you don't know any better. Exactly. So 100000 yeah. And uh, that was uh, when I first learned about um, different currencies. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> foreign, foreign, foreign currency. Foreign currencies. <laughs> so did you spend a lot of time in Jamaica? I've gone there a lot as a kid. Went yeah, back okay. and forth a lot. I went when I was one and five, and then... A bunch when I was, you know, in my teen years. So, couldn't mind my family's there. Yeah, yeah. So, you learned this is an early lesson about, you know, the what you can actually buy with money. And yep. don't just assume you can go buy something or that yep. everything's equivalent. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, so, like, do you remember um, having, like, any kind of bank account uh, when you were growing up or anything like that? Yeah. Like, you, do you remember being a saver? Uh, Could you, like, take the money from birthdays or whatever and save that stuff? So, I was not naturally a saver at all. No. My stepmom uh, worked in finance. Uh, she's oh, absolute okay. genius. And oh, so great. She started training me from a really early age to yeah. be diligent yeah. with finance, oh, okay. but I resisted. Yeah, Like, of every course. child would yeah, because I, was I wanted like, games and yeah. all of that stuff. Um, and uh, so, she actually had given me... Uh, it's like a... What do you call the, those kind of like accounting books that you record yeah, all of your ledger. purchases? Yeah, yeah, she basically, because back then it was paper, there was, it was electronic. <laughs> so she gave you a ledger yep. to record. To record all my, everything I would spend for my allowance, uh, how much I would get, 
and um, just just to be diligent, just so I could look at how much I was spending on different things from when I was, I think, maybe nine. But you didn't use it? Or nine, you did? I did. Okay. But I, I resisted, but I did. <laughs> I feel yeah. like you had a way to make you do this. Yeah, yeah I feel like they gave me like an extra dollar if I, if if you, I recorded if you did, you or something like that. Out? Yeah, okay. which okay. was a pretty, pretty good incentive, you know? Yeah, nine. yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll do that. And so, I think my big, big first big purchase using that method was, it, was a Game Boy. Yeah, of yeah. course, because you've been thinking about yeah. it all this time. Yeah. Like, do you remember the first time you actually earned money for yourself? Yeah. I like, used to, a, just the first job, maybe? or it, it was actually, I used to go to uh, garage sales every Saturday morning with my dad. Yeah, he okay. wanted to teach me how to negotiate. Oh, that's so what bring a great me there. early skill. Yeah, yeah, he'd bring me there, you know, early. I'd wake up like seven. We'd hit all the five that were in the neighborhood at the time. <laughs> okay. And, yeah. um... Uh, yeah, he'd basically be like, okay, see that? That's actually worth $5. I want you to get it for 3 And so <laughs> we'd go, we'd go, get whatever it was, and then I, I resold. Where, where would it. you resell it? Um, when we had our own garage sales. Oh, for hire. Yeah, or to my so friends So you or learned how to do arbitrage. Yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Which a lot of people do this for a living. 100%. They'll, buy, they'll go to yard sales, and yeah, on eBay or yeah. Amazon, and they'll, they'll actually do this. Now, of course, this takes up all of your time, and it has to be something that you want to be... Spending yeah. your time and doing it. just exactly. like if you were, you know, not that not that the arbitrage is illegal, but if you're like a ticket scalper, you know, Somebody like there's a lot yeah. of ways to make money. For sure, it's not always like me, but maybe you end up being good at it, and then uh, you, you do that. But I'm assuming that this didn't become uh, your full time no gig. It didn't, <laughs> but it was definitely my first foray into sales, and yeah, arbitrage, as you said. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it, it definitely came in handy later on in life. But yeah, uh, so uh, like. Do you remember anything about like working uh, like during high school or anything like that? Yeah. So high school, uh, my first real job was at No Frills. Okay. I you, worked. Okay. In, no Frills. Yeah. Not fast food. But Not fast you, food. You did groceries instead. Produce department. Ah, there you go. Uh, unpacking bananas and watermelons <laughs> yeah. and every other fruit. Uh, that was that was. I mean, a great first job. I would also shovel snow for my neighbors in the winter to make extra money. Uh, and then I was also working in retail at uh, a clothing store. Wow, okay. Yeah. So all, this was all at the same time in high school? Uh, it staggered a bit. Okay, so I yeah. think grade 12 I had uh, two jobs. In college I had three or four, I think, at one point. <laughs> so what's this money for in high school? Like, what, Why are you working all these jobs? Why do you need this money? I, my parents were pretty... They, they wanted me to be able to buy my own stuff okay like, yeah they were good when it came to like necessities and that Any kind of stuff but they stuff. wanted me to be able to get my own stuff okay um they thought it was important that i worked so i yeah that's kind of what i did just getting that habit yeah so like i guess that's good motivation like you know oh you want that thing we'll go get a job yeah exactly right? like connecting you're not, yeah you're not doing it for like a rent you don't have to pay your rent or anything no. but but it's like it's a thing that the, a teenager wants yes and uh, yeah, that's perfect. So okay, but you're not saving any money at this point, or are you? I, what about school? I, you know I how you're going to pay for school? Yeah. So um, I my, my parents put away a bit of money for me, but I ended up getting a pretty big scholarship leaving high school. Oh, good. So that was good. So they um, that cut down the costs. A lot. How, well, how'd you get that scholarship? Did you apply? I applied, and, and I went through all these interviews yeah, okay. for it, and then uh, yeah, I got it. It was uh, uh, from this association of black law enforcers because at the time awesome. I wanted to be a police officer. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. So. There's this huge bank, but it was great. It was, it was a really great experience. So yeah, because I've been reading that people are are missing out on like free money because they're just not going through the process of applying. Yeah. And you had all of these 
uh, different options probably. Did you apply to a bunch of different ones or just a specific one? I, I just applied to that really because my guidance counselor came to me and said, hey, we think you might get this. Yeah, yeah. Based <laughs> on academics and like extracurriculars and yeah, yeah. stuff like that, which I did a lot of. Um, oh, definitely. What are we, what's the objective of this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made it into the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, okay, but you got this, and so it, it was a, was it a full ride, or just like uh, it, just it was heading at a bit? It was about a year. Okay. Yeah, it was about a year. It's good to start. Yeah, for but sure. But your parents, did they have RESPs as well? They, or they, they did. They had uh, RESPs. That's great. Unfortunately, um, I started school right after uh, 2008, the, the market went down. Oh, no, no. So a lot, yeah, like a lot of, <laughs> they put away, hadn't, the market hadn't recovered <laughs> quite yet when they had to pay for my tuition. Uh, oh, so. man. Yeah, that was something. But hey, that's life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you, so you're in school. You did go for law enforcement. Um, no. So I, what ended up happening was I had, I had gotten offered a job as a loss prevention officer, which you know would have. I, I, I had a lot of connections in the police force, and I was I had a choice to kind of go work in something similar and then move into the police force, like apply, go through the process, and then I got another offer. Um, I was walking downtown one day and. I saw somebody doing a charity fundraising on the corner of the street, yeah. and they stopped me, and we were just talking for a bit, and she was like, hey, you know, I think you'd be really good at this. Okay. And I was like, huh. <laughs> what? Yeah, and I kind of like, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, like, this is a really hard job. That wasn't just an angle uh, for her to get a sale? Yeah, well, I didn't give it to her, so <laughs> <laughs> she didn't get it, regardless. Um, but, you know, she was like, yeah, I think you'd be good at this, and I, I, like, left, and I gave it some thought, and I was like, yeah, you know, like, if I could do this, I could probably do anything. Hey, yeah. Because that's a, it's a hard job, so... Um, so you did? I, I, yeah, I turned down the, uh, the the other job offer I had and did that for a year. Wait, so you, wait just on the like a course, uh, street corner? Yeah. So um, I just, what are you what are you doing? I was just getting for, donations? Yeah, I was working for Playing Canada. Okay. You, guys, was, you make money doing yeah, that? Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. You're really? paid. Yeah, you're paid. I thought it was just volunteer positions. No, so some no. of them are, no? No. Well, wow. well, not not really for uh, for fundraising for for that organization, anyways. Some of the others, yeah, perhaps. okay, yeah, yeah. But sure. yeah, they typically they want to make sure that you're paid because it's it's a job just like anything else. You're out there, you know, you're using a skill set. Um, not it's not something everybody can do. Yeah, uh, no, it's so, not. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's hard to sell things, especially if they're not your own things. Exactly. I find you you end up working for Plan Canada just randomly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. My my gut was just like. Just do this, and then you'll probably get a really valuable skill. Yeah, which was what exactly? Which what was the get? ability to really sell, like because with most sales, you know, you're you're selling like a product, but this you're selling a feeling. Yeah. And and so I was like, okay, that's probably a transferable skill to almost anything, because really everything in life is sales. But you're getting shot down, like oh yeah, like ninety percent, ninety five percent, ninety nine percent of the like, time. And, and like I remember the first day I worked there. Um, the first person I stopped, I signed them up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So and, you got an early win. Yeah, early win, which I think helped. Uh, but the second person I stopped threw hot coffee on me. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. like really burned? Did yeah. Yeah, they threw it on me. And I was like, well, I already won. Okay, okay. <laughs> let's, let's, let's stop there. Like, um, okay, maybe you don't want to sign up for Plan Canada. Yeah, exactly. I That's totally okay. respect hey. that. But you just assaulted somebody. Yeah, exactly. What, what did you, like? What did you even say? Like, would you? I can I have shocked. a moment of your time? Yeah, I was. I was like, hey, 
Like that was how I stopped people. Was just, I would just smile and be like, "Hey," and they're like, "No," <laughs> you know. Now, of course, we we do have a name uh, for I don't know. I, I think it's maybe the other charities that, that give them a little worse reputation, but mm. like we call them charity muggers. Oh yeah, that was the oh, name for you. Did oh, you yeah. get all that? That and uh, there there were a few others. There's a British term. I can't remember it right now. <laughs> for it. Yeah, I mean, you're you're just a bad guy, apparently. It's, yeah, it's it, but like it's really funny because it's like yeah, you're doing it for a good cause. But, you know, I'm just walking home. And I just try to say, like, no, thank you, not yeah, interested. Yeah. Which is all that you I don't even care you if you care. don't answer me. No, really yeah, yeah, care. exactly. You're, so, but that's the thing. You're learning, you're learning how to hustle. Yeah. And you know, did, did you have a quota in a day? We did, yeah. So we were supposed to get minimum one. Okay, min- oh, okay, that's good. Minimum. I like that, minimum. Right. What like, was good? What was good for a day? Two. Okay. <laughs> all right. Two is good. And how, this is a full day? Yeah, so we'd start at 9 and finish around uh, 5.30. Wow, okay, yeah. so you're building these skills. Okay, but it doesn't sound like you're making lots of money. No, wasn't making a lot of money, but... And you had school debt? No, you didn't. No, I had graduated at this point. Ah, yeah, but, just and, finished. And with no, with no debt? No debt. Oh, that's... Yeah. See, I, I, we talk about the benefits of RESPs mm-hmm. for kids, and if anyone listening still has a doubt <laughs> as to how how good this is, this makes it for your kids so like important. there's such a difference between graduating you know um, I was just talking with a, another guest and he graduated with 80,000 because uh, from the states yeah. 80,000 USD right with with no real plan and you know he had you have to rely on the kindness of others exactly. during that period yeah. and wouldn't it be a nice gift and I don't really think it's a handout to your kid to help them pay for school? I really don't think so at all. No, I mean, it's, um, graduating without debt or as little as possible, it just gives you a lot more flexibility. You don't feel as rushed to get into the workforce to do something you don't want to do. That's right. You know, start off on a bad foot, which a lot of people I know had to do. They're just like, have to get a job, have to pay my student loans. And they went out as soon as possible. And, you know, maybe the path they took wasn't what was best for them. And you so, know that you need to get a job. Yeah. But, and, and it's not like there's not a fire lit under you. You know you have to make money to live. Because uh, no one else is going to help you with yeah. that. <laughs> so I, I feel like it maybe took a while before you got a job that allowed you, say, to maybe save some money or build yeah. any kind of investments. Uh, yeah. wh- where, where did you go next in so, terms of... So I had ended up getting um, a job offer to work at IGM right like after just about a year working uh, on the, the corner. You meet some interesting people. So this is an investor's group. Yeah, yeah. investor's group. Okay. Yeah. So um, I had kind of gone through the interview process and I got the job and then I, I knew like probably what the average person knew about finance at that point. Um, and then I... Uh, I learned so much more when I had started that job because you have to get licenses. They, okay, and so yeah, they train, you can't, you can't train even, you. Yeah, you can't even touch a portfolio for like, God, like six months or longer. And you know. because you're you're working for Plan just before this, mm-hmm. yeah, and so you're not used you're not used to making tons of money or anything. No, no. So you're like, okay, I can deal with like not having any clients yet and yep. build it up. But like, did they help you find clients? They did. They helped a lot. Uh, okay. Had a fantastic division. Fantastic division leader. Um, training was phenomenal. Like it, it was, it was a really good office. It was a really good uh, experience, especially because I was younger at, when, I, when I started. Yeah, uh, I, I think, think I might have been the youngest good. person in the office when I started at the time. Um, now, so. what about the products you were selling, though? Yeah, so the products, um, they we, we were licensed for uh, mutual funds, insurance, um, and then we had specialists that dealt with specifically with stocks, um, bonds, the you know all, all, every kind of financial instrument you could possibly think of uh, to, to use. We had it available, mortgages. Um, and so we kind of learned the different strategies that, 
I would say wealthier people use okay. uh, for building wealth versus maybe the average person and trying to teach some of the clients we're trying to get how to implement those strategies to okay. maximize you know, what they're currently doing. So a lot of people who have just had money sitting in like a savings account. And then you're Infl- inflation eating it away. something better. Yeah. And th- like, were you worried about, at all about the high fees or did that come up? Did, were you able to counter that while you were there or was that always still it, it It was a problem. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much I want to say about that what really. Year, what year was this? So this was 2014. 2014. So this is when yeah. the robos are just coming yes, out. Yes, exactly. And when everyone's talking about ETFs mm-hmm. and 2.5% mutual fund yes. fees and deferred sales charges. Yes. Okay, so you're right in the thick of right it. Right in the thick of it. Okay, so, I mean, were you able to make sure that if you did have deferred sales charges on somebody's fund that they knew exactly what that yes, meant? Yes, you had to. Were you careful law. about yeah, that? Yeah, very. Because the, the whole yeah. thing was like, at that point, uh, IG was one of the last places that actually had DSC. DSCs, uh, yeah. And so, we, I mean, it was a struggle because a lot of people were like, why would I lock up my money for yeah. that long when I could just, you know, do it over here. No, and, and what if I need to take it out? Exactly. Like, and people want to be able to be portable. Exactly, yeah. I mean, so it was definitely you had to just show that it was about the personalization aspect, like yeah. that real service. Added value. You know, the added value. And, um, of course, some people get a bad reputation because they didn't really provide any added exactly, value. Exactly. I'm going to assume problem. that you did. I, I would like to feel like I did, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah you went above definitely. and beyond. So you had a, a nice roster of clients. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a good friend of mine is uh, high up in IG, so I don't want to talk too much about it in terms of specifics, but I don't like deferred sales charges in general, which mostly which they're gone, gone right? Gone yeah, exactly. So it's not, it wasn't an investors group specific problem, no. right? And I'm pretty sure they explained it to me. When I, when I had my funds, mm-hmm. um, I did write a post about how deferred sales charges kicked me where it hurts. Oh, really? Because they did, um, because, you know, it's not that I w- wasn't informed about them, it's a, I just didn't know anything didn't about know. investments, right? So once yeah. you then you learn about investments, you're like, I did what? Yeah. <laughs> right? Meanwhile, I interviewed uh, you know, Barry Choi, and he had an experience with uh, deferred sales charges where the, the, his person did not explain. And he even he said specifically, I'm saving up for a down payment on a house. Oh, so to put something why? in there, yeah, exactly, right? So he, oh. you know, he was able to go through that, and we won't name the company because he couldn't name the company. We can all guess who it was, yeah. but we can name the company uh, because he settled the because somebody made a mistake but the majority of people the majority of people uh, that actually um, you know had these deferred sales charges or high fee mutual funds were told about what they were yeah yeah they were they was explained to them so how long did you do this Uh, I was there uh, just over two years Okay, yeah. 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 And so you built up uh, a, like a nice supply of clients. I did. And you feel like you helped them move forward because 100%. like you said, a lot of people were doing nothing with their money, I'm sure. Yeah. Right? And if they have full disclosure, you know, I always say, if, you, if you're okay with paying 2.5% mutual funds, that's fine. Or whatever it is you pick. Yeah. Just as long as you know. Yeah. And the, the only thing that I ever have an argument with is if people don't know. Right? That's and the- I want to make sure that they know that there's options out there. But as you said... Everybody has different preferences. When I ask people, like, uh, why do you still go to your bank branch? Or why do you pay bank fees? Because they like the loyalty, right? So your clients, maybe they liked you and they trusted you and all this stuff. So and that's worth something. That there's a price, you're right. It's worth something. you got to get paid. Yeah. So I get that, right? But for people who, if they're not getting a lot of value, then it doesn't really, you know, hurt to switch to it's, lower fees, yeah. right? So that's, I think it's a good conversation to yeah. have, right? Some people add value and some people don't. And uh, let's move on past these kids. They're going to be loud. Children. <laughs> okay, so 
So you use your plan experience, I guess, mm-hmm. or, or even, I mean, it, was the, the negotiation at the, the, the yard sales, was that, like, did that prepare you for all of this? Uh, a lo- you know, I mean, it's all been, <laughs> it's all been just uh, build up, I feel like, yeah. you know, um, when, when I was in high school and uh, in, in college, I also was doing um, event promoting. Okay, yeah. So I'd sell tickets. Oh, great. For events. Okay. So, I, you know, I that was sales and then this I was... It's like a you know, natural thing I, for you. I, I, you know, nature nurture, kind of a little bit of both, I guess I so. Think. I, yeah. yeah. I enjoy it a lot. I yeah, enjoy I, uh, being with people. Yeah, because we don't, like, not everybody has those skills, right? I mean, I know people who would never, ever would want to sell anything yeah. or run their own business, you yeah. know? It's it's one of those things. And Sales is a dirty word. That's the thing. People and are like, it's a dirty word, and yet we are, like, nothing moves without being sold. Okay, you're working for IG for a couple of years. You're liking it, but you, you didn't stay. No, I didn't. You mentioned the robo-advisors. Yes, oh, I've, okay. I've always been a real tech person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked at what was happening in the industry with the DSC, with the, you know, the move into be- people being able to do this themselves. And um, I was like, I don't know if I'll still have a job in four or five years okay, if this so trend continues. You're thinking out long term. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, getting clients is hard work, you know? So if you're going to take that time to do that, you might as well put it into doing something different uh, that's maybe more effective if if the long-term prospects aren't great. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good outlook. Okay, so where, where did you head? Uh, so I went into recruiting. Okay. Yeah, because I, I wanted to work closer in tech, um, and so I kind of was looking at what market I thought was most anti-fragile, and I was like, okay, if I do tech recruiting, the tech is growing exponentially, Yeah. and it uses a lot of the same skills that I've already kind of built, so let me try that. And that was great. So you're recruiting for, for like tech firms for yeah for tech positions yeah, yeah. Tech positions okay yeah so and and what what made you like qualified to do this or like how did you get the job or how did how did that work out yeah i just kind of i had i had applied and then i had not gotten a lot of offers back at the time and so i ended up partnering with somebody and we kind of started our own oh okay yeah, yeah. awesome yeah so, so you sh- could do it but like like i was just trying to to get to, yeah. it's hard to get in somewhere if you don't already do the thing. Yeah. The chicken and the egg sort exactly. of situation. It's yeah. like, I think I'm going to be good at this, but I don't have any experience. Please give me some experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly it. Okay, so you started your own. What was it called? It was called New Concept Recruiting. Still okay. exists. Still exists. Okay, yep. but are you still part of it? Um, I've stepped down. I've stepped away yeah. um, because I'm working on something different now. For sure, yeah. Um, but sure. yeah, my partner, she's still uh, going at it, doing really well. Yeah, yeah, okay, but so uh, to speak of the something different, you are in that same space. Yeah. So, so what's a new company? So it's called Smart Refer. Basically, while I was working in recruiting, I saw kind of a lot of the inefficiencies and how companies were finding talent and, and some of the exorbitant costs when it comes to paying for outsourced recruiters. Like, I'm not sure if you know this, but it's about twenty to $30,000 per position in tech if you want to outsource it to a firm to find That's how you. much it costs? Yeah. But like you maybe I don't know what are you paying them a hundred thousand a year or something like exactly. that. Exactly. So it's usually so, twenty thirty percent of their first that's year salary. That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like it should be free. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know why. <laughs> well, like somebody's just going to come to me because yeah. I'm a good company to work for. And, that and, happens. And, and, and it does happen, but the issue is you don't is, find the right people. You don't find the right people, and companies that have a lot of mm. money can outmuscle the startups who don't oh. have a lot of resources to get that talent. Of course. So you have companies like you know. 
the Googles and the Facebooks that everybody wants to go to. And, and they're going to offer them everything. Everything, the world and the sun and the moon, yeah. and then the smaller ones don't really have any leverage. Mm. Right? So Yeah, no, I, I get that. And, and, and the, like, uh, good tech people, are they hard to find still? Hard to find. Really? Yes. Yeah, you're uh, getting experience firsthand. Hard to this. find. We, have a, we had a 2 million tech worker skill shortage in North America last year. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, like, if you go into tech now, which maybe all of us regret that we didn't, <laughs> right? Oh, well, we're all going to be yeah, in it one way or another. The, we're, we're, in it, we're in it in a way, yeah. like, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm technically in fintech, if you will. <laughs> you are. Um, but, you know, the, the guys who get the big bucks are the people who can program things. Yeah. Um, is that right? Is For that a sure. good sort of broad description? If you know how to program or, or build code something. Yes. If you can code or if you can sell software okay yeah so okay so the sales positions are still uh, very valuable just as so just as much right yeah very lucrative the code people cannot Cannot sell sell. (laughs) for the most part no offense guys you're listening but um you know there's there's a rare individual who has both but it's like most uh, enterprise sales people can't code yeah that's right well it's this it's the steve jobs steve wozniak comparison right uh wozniak was the guy who made the the apple computer and steve jobs is the one who made it people want to buy it yeah i mean they were both coders but Woz was just way, Yeah, way. Steve Jobs probably could code in a basic sort of yes, way, exactly. right? Like, not yeah. a Bill, Bill Gates was more of a combo, or no? I, I Don't quote me on this, but I believe he could actually code quite well. And, yes. and, and of course, then he was the business guy, he was, too. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess that's a good example. But, uh, of course, that's why he's in the book Outliers. Yes. And Malcolm Gladwell, <laughs> because he definitely Such is an outlier. Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay, so uh, just advice to anybody out there. Get into, te- get into tech. Yeah, get into tech. <laughs> find a way. Um, I mean... I, it's it's everywhere. It's it's every job. I felt like people still make this distinction with tech companies. Yeah. But every company is now a every, tech you're, company. You're so right. Every yeah. com- like every company needs. If you don't have any tech component, like right. I mean, what what would a tech person do in, in a company that doesn't seem like tech? They would do all the web yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, exactly. You have the website, that. the, the yeah, online marketing. User experience. Yep. Uh, yeah. The UX, UI, for sure. User yeah, experience, right. user interface. That's my brother does that oh, stuff. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's a, awesome. I mean, it's really hard work to do. Um, it's... Yeah, because you can code something, but to make it usable, to make it friendly... Friendly is a whole other... So, Smart Refer... Yeah. What what exactly are you are you doing? What's your added value there? Yeah. Versus your old company. For say. sure. So basically, we well we wanted to put the power in the hands of people as opposed to them being forced to rely on outsourced recruiters. Yes. Uh, so with this, you can um, basically aggregate anyone in your social networks into the application. Nice. And then you can send them referrals for jobs that are posted on Smart Refer. Yeah. And if they get hired or somebody they refer gets hired, you get paid. Oh, I see. Yeah. So like everybody's in this. Like like you're talking about like me. I you, can do this. Hundred percent. So I go, okay. So what's the process for me? I go, I get I get a smart refer app. Sure. You download the app. Yeah. Um, you take a look, and so it's going to show you companies who have their jobs externally shown on the platform so that you can see you know, JavaScript developer or whatever it is. Yeah. And you could apply for that yourself. Yeah. If or I you wanted. Could, or you could plus, uh, send referral. It will bring up all your contacts. Um, yeah. And you can search through based on their job titles. Yeah, I know somebody's right? been looking for JavaScript work. Exactly, and right? I can send it to them. Okay. They apply. You have your own uh, special tracker. So we know you're yeah. the one who sent it forward. They apply. You get paid two grand. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I think I just found my next career. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what, what's the benefit for you? How do you make money off of it? So we basically come to an arrangement with the company yeah. um, that's posting the jobs on there uh, yeah. for um, how much they, you know, they feel like they can afford. And we pay that referral 
fee from us. We yeah. pay it to the person who sent the referral. And then we also give a signing bonus to the new hire. And, and then, of course, you would get the whatever's higher left money, whatever's left, yeah. whatever you negotiate yes. as the appropriate amount to pay out to exactly. the person. And the signing bonus. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so uh, how'd you come up with this? Um, it, I, you this know, is, this is your, yeah, it was your my, idea. my baby. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I had just really been. I had been doing a lot of calls. You know, recruiting. You're always cold calling. Yeah, you're you know, you're in the clients. you're in the shit. If yeah, you will. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, I, I felt like I got off another call where somebody was basically like, "I can't afford this." Yeah, like I can't afford your fees. I, I couldn't believe it. Was right, twenty to thirty. Yeah, and we were way so. lower than that. By yeah. the way, because I was like twenty. I, I, that's okay. We, sure. we did like fifteen, okay. which is way yeah. below yeah. you know most market. But you know, people appreciated that. We worked with a lot of smaller, medium-sized businesses, so. Um, I got off like another call with somebody who, you know, they couldn't afford the fee and I was just like, man, like there's got to be a way to allow smaller companies to use what they already have to try and like source this top tier talent. And so I realized that like we're all like one or two degrees separated from amazing people, right? Yeah, we really are. I mean, LinkedIn is perfect for that. Exactly. And 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 like you said, I'm not in that space. Mm-hmm. So I might like actually I uh, because uh, it's funny. Because I worked in a, a residence internet program in university. Okay. I know a bunch of CompSci uh, people. Okay. And they uh, some of them went on to work for Uber and Google there and you, such, right? Go. And so, you know, I'm not in their space, so I I don't pay attention to you know what it is, but yeah. if they said, "Hey, I'm looking for this job or whatever," and I just happen to somehow have Come somebody up. on my side, yes. or yeah, like that's, that's it's a very exactly so you're, you're leveraging social media and the, the knowledge, and you're just able. So is it tough? Are you, are you able to convince people like? Uh, this is the way to go. How, how does it yeah, process? You're so, still starting, so we're, we're right? in beta, beta testing with yeah. a bunch of companies downtown right now. And so far, the it's been going well. Um, yeah. It's been going really well. And I feel like the most powerful thing about what we do is that if you're a company and you get referrals from your employees, you can really only reward your employees. Yeah. Right? They can only get one degree of separation or two degrees of separation from that person. That's right, because that's right? what happens. Exactly. You get an internal referral. Exactly. You get two grand or whatever the company is promising. Exactly. Yeah. With us, we're using blockchain. Okay. So now, using smart contracts, we can go 100 people. Mm. So a, a chain of people. Uh, so easiest analogy, imagine an apple pie. Yeah. Um, when somebody gets hired, everybody that was a part of sending that referral forward gets a slice of that apple pie. Because it's all captured it's in this all in the blockchain, tra- exactly. which is a chain of blocks of yep. information yes. that is basically the <laughs> irrefutable ledger and yep. uh, uneditable. And so you can, because sometimes I worry when I make an affiliate sale, somebody yes. clicks on it, then maybe it just doesn't trace, trace through, yeah. right? Or the cookie expires. Mm-hmm. And did somebody, did I, will I really make money? And, and how can I trust that all of the people that clicked on my links will go we'll through go there? Through. And maybe in the future when affiliate links are through blockchain, I won't worry about yeah. that much. But I feel like there's a lot of ways that that stuff can go wrong. And, and the th- I guess the benefit that I've heard about blockchain is that things going wrong is a very low risk, very, very, yes. very low risk. So how did you think about that? Like you don't have experience in, in blockchain or, or, or training, do you? Yeah, or no. like in t- <laughs> that kind of tech? No, I, I, like, I've always kind of been a techie, so I, I've always yeah. stayed kind of up to date on what's going on. And I, I understood blockchain pretty well yeah. at the time and enough that I kind of roughly conceptualized an idea that, hey, we could probably connect people anywhere in the world using this to send referrals because we're becoming an increasingly globalized society. People move everywhere. People know everyone in other countries, right? Relatives, whatever it is. And so I was like, if a big problem companies are having is getting talent here, then why don't we create a way for them to get 
qualified people anywhere in the world like, and, and, you know, and get, have that option to bring them here or work remotely. I think you're right because uh, you know, everyone just kind of thinks like, oh, yeah, because you're close enough to come in for an interview. Yeah. But my cousin uh, was in New York, got a job in Amsterdam, then yep. London, and now Berlin. Exactly. Right? And you know, if you thought, and he was, he was interviewing for jobs in L.A. and wherever else yep. the jobs are available. Because so, if you expand, if you think outside the box, and I guess if you have money to fly all these places, <laughs> yeah. or at least do a Skype interview or whatever mm-hmm. it is, then then yeah, the sky's the limit. And I I really like that aspect. Risk is coming to mind with a, a lot of the stuff you're talking about. Okay. Right so like, first of all, the risk of a uh, the risk of a startup, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if you can talk about that a, a, a bit. So I mean, we don't have to delve into it too much, but. Mm-hmm. How does somebody like start a company? How do you take that risk? And do you need funding, or what is it? Like, do you did you do this on your own? I bootstrapped it myself. Yeah. And how did you do that? Like, you you were able to save up enough money. I had savings from before. Yeah. Um, and I was working for a bit when I first started Smart Refer as well. But but then I I realized like time wise I needed to put a bit more time towards Smart Refer, so I had stepped down from um, the recruiting. Also, I realized there was kind of a there was a conflict. Like, I couldn't yeah, recruit I guess so. and then also kind of build something recruit that's and refer. maybe going to displace some recruiters. That's right. You're replacing yourself. I know. So. It's like if you went to work yeah. for a robo while you were at ID. Ex- exactly. Kind of. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. like, know, you know, knowing your, you know, you know a lot about investments and, and risk, you yeah. know, from where, where you came from. You yeah. got a lot of training. You, I guess, I mean, you are licensed. Yes. Uh, but so you, that means you would have your CSC. An insurance license. Yep. What, mutual fund selling license. Yep. What, what else? You got more? So I did the IFIC, the CSC, uh, the LQP, um, and I was going for my um, my CFA, um, and, yeah. and I, I, I left before. Yeah, of uh, course. So. And I always find it fascinating when people have licenses for things that they don't really need anymore yeah. or do. Yeah. But I mean, technically, all this stuff has taught you about uh, investing and in yes. risk. And so when you decided to do this... Um, did all of that training sort of come into play? Like, hey, maybe I could just invest the money that I have and get a better return than start than taking a risk on this startup. For sure, that's a good point. I, I feel like most people who start businesses, it, it's not about the money. Okay. Uh, in the yeah, beginning, it's, yeah. it's literally like I felt like a man possessed. Sure. I had, yeah. I had this I, thing I, I that feel came to life, and yeah. I was like, I don't care what it takes. I need to bring <laughs> this into the world. That's right. I'll sacrifice whatever it is. Right? I know. And so I was, you know, and, and risk wise, it's you know, risk is all about time horizon. Yeah. And I said to myself, okay, I, I could try this for a couple of years. If it doesn't work out. I'm a still relatively young guy. I yeah. can get back on my feet. I can make money. And maybe you, know. you had enough money to carry yeah. yourself forward. Exactly. And you're still like you're still relying on that original funding, then? Yeah. So we're bootstrapping. We we're, we're actually looking to raise a little bit now. Yep. Um, you know, we have some some private investors who've been talking to us who are really interested in what we're doing. But you got to get it started. That's the thing. And what, why? Like, okay, not everybody would do what you did. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you're saying that it was this kind of creative spark and this like you needed to go and, and yeah. do this. It was something that you almost couldn't say no to, but a lot of the times that ends up for people like in total destruction. But you seem to be not afraid of failure. Definitely not. No. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I, I was conditioned, you know, being rejected 99%. That's it. Uh, you know? It's such a great skill. It, Do you find it's like uh, like your magic power? Resilience is the most important thing, I think, when it comes to entrepreneurship, when it comes to just maybe life, just the ability to keep going no matter what. Like, yeah, there's, there's a point where you have to look at things and be like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Sure. Right? Yeah. But more than often, people just give up before they kind of break through. They think that I'll never be able to do yeah. this, right? Like, uh, everything's been done. Yeah. Anything I do will be redundant. Yeah, a lot of it's, you know, so getting started is the hardest part and then just going through the, the ups and downs, those battles, you know, I, I feel like 
it's been so informative doing this and going through this whole process with the startup. And um, the the one thing I can say is like nothing is linear. No, like there, in nothing in life is That's not right, like it's eh? not a video game where you level up. You know, it's a whole lot of nothing, and then all of a sudden you'll have like eight things that are going on. You're like, whoa, because the work you did adds up, right? Well, it compounds well, just like money. Well, let, let's <laughs> let's trace how how I got connected to you. Yeah, right. So first of all. <laughs> I decide I'm going to focus a, a little bit also on my bookkeeping coach business okay. because uh, I'm a QuickBooks Pro advisor, yeah. right? And so I go to QuickBooks Connect Conference. Yeah. And who do I see speaking at the QuickBooks Connect Conference? Someone who is not in the finance or accounting <laughs> space, Hamza Khan, Hamza, who yeah. wrote The Burnout Gamble about burnout. Yes, Student Life and Network. I was impressed by his presentation, which was about 90% on Drake, <laughs> right? And he, it so much so, he even said, uh, okay, this is the last thing I'm going to say about Drake. <laughs> but it was a good example about somebody who just went for it. Yeah. Because his tagline is, uh, or his tagline for that presentation was, uh, do things and tell people. Yep. Right? If you do things and you tell people, then that's how you get connected. Yes. That's how that's how things grow, right? Yes. So, and I was like, Hamza, and I was interview. I'm looking for interesting people, you know, people who I'm not already connected to because obviously I'm going to be getting interviews with people who already know who I am yeah. or you're going to say, okay. And uh, so he thought of you and then he it, it threw me over and like, I like that you have a little bit of a finance background and then, you know, you, it, uh, I just wanted to tell your story. Yeah. But how random right? is that? And yeah. would, would I have just like, because I'm not in recruiting, because I, you know, I don't really follow that side of the tech space, I might not have ever stumbled across your company. Maybe I would have, maybe, 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 not, maybe not, right? Yeah. But I may have, might have just overlooked it too. Yep. And now it's like, no, nah, I feel it's going to be not like 90% of my future income. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So uh, everybody listening, uh, I'm going to be referring a lot of jobs to you. Uh, I need my 2000 bucks uh, a job or whatever it is you're offering. <laughs> So, like, uh, you're in beta testing, but can people do this now? Well, they can sign up to uh, do beta with us. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so you, can, um, you can give it a try. Yeah, and you so need, do you need a lot site. of beta testers? Uh, we need as many as possible. Okay, yeah. so, uh, so smartrefer.io. Yep, smartrefer.io. Yeah, I remember that from earlier. You can just sign right up there, um, and we'll reach out to you after you just put in some information in the bottom. It's right there. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll reach out I'll to you. I'll put the link in. And, and just like anything... This might be a, a, a long-term thing. Maybe there won't be something that uh, is up your alley or mm. that people you know. But uh, the more people that sign up, then the more people that will uh, put jobs yeah, on there. Exactly. And, and if we help this kind of thing grow, then, I mean, I, you know, it's, uh, I guess I'm trying to think of the, the, the overall world benefit here. Well, the of, whole thing is that people send yeah. referrals for free right now. Like, yeah. They want to help. We actually, the stats show that the number yeah. one reason people send referrals is to help people they know. Yeah. They don't even care about money. Right, and so that's it's, true. Right, but they, they don't. If somebody you know needs help with getting a job, we all need a job. We all want to yeah. make sure you know people we know are okay. And so, why not in a world like this still get rewarded for something you're willing to do for free, anyways? You know, that's right. We, everybody, I feel like a lot of people now are moving towards having like side hustles. You know, yep, exactly. Um, you know, we have the gig economy, Fiverr.com or Upwork. Um, we have people who are doing just side projects, and you know, Uber, right? It's a great example. Um, I feel like having different avenues to make extra money uh, makes a massive difference in anybody's life even if it's a couple hundred bucks a month like it's that's a, huge choose yourself mentality yeah. right it's it's uh, multiple sources of income exactly because we're not going to be able to rely on one source of income for much longer yes. you, you got to yes. kind of have at least a little bit of an ability to look out for yourself yep and you know maybe, yeah, maybe you'll get a job with a company and maybe that's what you want and i just i don't want people to think that that 
they can rely on that and that that's any less risky. risky. Yeah. Right? I talk you about probably this get that you get, the, you get yeah. this a lot, right? Like, oh, how, why would you take a chance on this? Like, why would you leave? Depending on one person for your livelihood is is very risky. Because like, they, they decide when you leave. Yeah. I talk to, you know, my brother and a lot of other people about this. Constantly build skills. Yeah. As much as you can. Yeah. Build skills, learn, network. And if you don't have an idea or something, like, it will come. Just, like, do your best to try and find other ways of making even a little bit of money. Be open, right? Yeah. Like, for you to, to just walk up to a, a Plan Canada person, <laughs> not be like, yeah, I'm not interested, but then, like, to talk to them for long enough yeah. to say, you're, I think you'd be good at this. And you to actually say, okay. Yeah, you know, I'm open. <laughs> I've always been, you know. I'll do it. Looking for something interesting. Yeah. <laughs> right? But we're so, like... I feel like, and hopefully not so much anymore. We're so closed off, right? We're like, this is my path. Yeah. Like, even if like you're not, you didn't even feel restricted to like, I got all these licenses. I got to use them. Yeah. You know, I, I took 95% of my CGA uh, courses. I almost got my uh, certified general accounts okay. before it became CPA. And right at the end, you know, among other things that were going on in my life, I was just like, I don't want this. I don't yeah. want this. And it doesn't mean just because I got all of this education doesn't mean I have to keep going on this yep. path. Right. And so, yeah, I guess, yeah, lesson is never let anyone tell you what's what. Exactly. If you have something that you are, I guess, passionate or, or motivated uh, to look into to do, you know, take a chance, especially if it doesn't cost you much. But then at a certain point, maybe just take a chance. What's the worst that can happen? Exactly. You go get a job again. Exactly. Like, you're young. A lot of people are young and they have time. And just to, like, I feel like, you know, don't throw away your life just on, on, uh, I got a steady paycheck, but I, I hate my job. Regrets are the... I mean, your life... You have one life that we know of. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, and so, you know, your, your working years, <laughs> it's the majority of your life. You, you have to do something that not only makes you happy, but you know, you know, if something happens, you can, you can still pivot to something else, like having other sources of income. We don't know what's going to happen in 20 years. With the advances in technology, the safest bet is to just keep building skills and be open because yeah. who knows... Who knows what's going on with AI? Who knows? That's Who right. Knows? I mean, a lot of people are putting all their chips in, in there, but you're right. There's a lot of things that we don't know, and so it's, it's very, very similar to investing. Yeah, it is. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't do it. Don't and, do it. Diversify. <laughs> exactly. And then on, in the same respect, it, actually, it even helps to keep a low overhead, save up the money, because yep. you want to be able to take a chance, and you don't want to be crippled. Like, I'll go back to the RESP situation. You know, you didn't have school debt when you came out. You Very had more important. freedom, more choice. Yep. And I feel like we're, we're all trapped by various things, you know, maybe our, our life situation, maybe we grew up in poverty, yeah. so we don't have a lot of options in, unless somebody helps us out, right? Or we take on debt, which is our choice, and then we're trapped by that. Yes. Or we make uh, one wrong decision, and we don't have an emergency fund, fund to yes, pick it up, right? right? There's that kind of thing. And so... You know, there's there's a lot to be said for preparing mm -hmm. for this, but also taking chances when you can yep. and not not be so restricted. So. On, on the education uh, side of things, yeah. I have a bit of an unpopular opinion with this. Okay, yeah. I personally think that people should maybe take some time after high school and not rush yeah. into university or college. I, because, I, I hear you. Because the amount of debt you take on at a young age, oh. you know, and you, you might not have a real understanding of what that means. Uh, 
moving forward, if Not you were taught that, you were just kind of taught to just go straight to school, yeah. you have to make sure you're really doing something that you feel like you want to do because you're spending your future dollars on it when you're, you're getting loans. So, you are kind of putting yourself you know, in a prison. putting yourself in a prison. So you really have to just take a real hard look. Don't do it because somebody else is telling you this is the course you need That's to pursue. Right. Like really look at... Do I need to take on this amount of debt to do this thing, or is there another way yeah. for me to do it? Yeah, right? that's right. Um, just kind of looking at your options because it's you know, it, it, it does it matters. It matters a lot. I yeah. Know too many people who are just so stressed out, and they they just follow whatever process they think. The yeah. Check, the, it's the checklist. The checklist, exactly. The checklist, it's the checklist. Is, is like the, the bane of, uh, of my existence. Yeah. It's like you got to do the school. You got to go to university and yep. be in debt. Apparently, being debt is part of the checklist. It's part of the unless, checklist. Unless unless your parents did the RESPs yeah. or, or you get the scholarship, as you did. But then, like, okay, now I got to get that career job and stay in it forever. Yep. Get the house. Get the kids. You know, whatever order those ones yeah. be in. You know, we don't have to follow this checklist that exactly. someone somewhere decided was the way that you should live. Yep. Nine to five. It was just like Henry Ford or, mm-hmm. or whoever did this. It was just a way to get people working in the factory. Exactly. We don't do this stuff anymore, exactly. right? Exactly. Retiring at 65 was just because someone was too old to work the machinery yep. or lift a bag of something. It doesn't have to be that. It yep. could be earlier. It can be later. You don't have to retire ever. You don't. You know, uh, only if you have health conditions should you stop doing We're mostly knowledge workers mm-hmm. now, right? So, you know, even if you're not, like... It's you don't have to follow the rules. You can work and work and, and retire at forty five. You know, there's so many options out there, and I For think sure. I think that's a good theme uh, and a good good uh, good way to to end this is uh, you know keep your options open. Keep your options open. And I, I just want to promote that a lot. Right? Yeah, that's exactly it. And I think we need to talk about people who are doing this and are happy with their life, right? And yeah. <laughs> and like you said, you know, you know, it's like you got you got a lot of things to fall back on because you decided to learn about a bunch of stuff yep right and uh that's it I, i'm really glad you came on the show yeah man. Bo, thank you so much man yeah all good fantastic cheers <laughs> cheers if you like this episode please subscribe to the podcast on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts it would mean a lot to me and it only takes a few seconds thanks so much for listening to this episode of the personal finance show next week my guest will be ian clark former CFO of Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment and current CFO of the Greater Toronto Airport Authority.